1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee. Ten-time Pro Bowler, but as I always say, more importantly, eight-time All-Pro. How hard is to be All-Pro one time? Eight-time All-Pro. Joe Thomas. Morning, Joe. What
2: up, What's Joe? up, Joe? I got some
3: decisions Good to morning, make. Good morning, guys.
2: Yeah, I got oh. I got some decisions to make. What's happening, Joe? About what? What's well, up? I don't know where the Joe could play for me at. I'm trying to decide if I could trade him and move on, give him to another network for interviews, because when you think about it, you know, he's played left tackle, so mm-hmm. I got him, I got Willie Rofe, Mm-hmm. I got Anthony Munoz. Oof.
1: I got Willie Anderson. We have all like, the offensive tackle, all the offensive linemen on this show, Joe. We have quite an gonna, offensive line.
2: Where I can move him to guard? I don't want him. To, he's too tall for center. And I got Jeff Saturday. I could probably oh, move Jeff him Saturday to guard. Back? Well, I mean he's he's on the show a lot. So okay, okay yeah. When you or you have all this richness of these great offensive pro hall of I mean he's Pro Bowlers, these Hall of fame, these all pros. It's tough to fit him in. And, and i got Joe, decisions and Joe, to make.
1: Joe has the NFL record for most consecutive snaps played at 10,363, so you know he's got to get reps. You, Joe, Joe Tom is going to be there. You just leave him alone right and there. And he's expensive. Yeah.
4: Jeez, what do you man. think,
1: Joe? Man.
4: Uh, all I can say is I'm making about half of what these dudes are making right now playing tackle. I'm not complaining about it, but they're getting <laughs> pretty expensive these days at left tackle, that's for sure. By the way, I brought,
1: up, I brought up key eight-time. All pro, six time first team all pro. Yeah, well, the resume doesn't even fit
2: on the screen. What's it feel like, Joe? What What does it feel like <laughs> knowing that you are, will be enshrined this summer in a Pro Football Hall of Fame?
4: It's surreal. It really is. And we did the Merlin Olsen luncheon Friday afternoon after the big announcement at NFL Honors. And to walk up on stage and have 70 guys with gold jackets, many of them whom were your idol growing up, stand up and give you a round of applause was the first time probably since I can remember like maybe in middle school going to the middle school dance where my knees got weak, my mouth didn't work and I felt like I was going to fall over and they stick a microphone in your face and ask you a question and you don't even know what to say because it's one of those moments where It's so far beyond what you could ever even dream that you don't even know how to react in that situation. It just really blows you away when you hear yourself being called a a Hall of Famer.
5: Congratulations on that, Joe. I think it's going to be an incredible moment for you, too, when it happens this summer. Another guy who completely blows our mind and blows us away with his style and play on the field is Patrick Holmes. What what did you make of his Super Bowl Mm. performance down the stretch?
4: Yeah, he's been incredible. And I I went into that game thinking, man, you know, with his ankle injury, with the pass rush that the Eagles have, with the receivers being a little bit banged up for the Chiefs, I'm like, I just don't see a path for him to be able to win. But you never doubt Andy Reid. You never doubt Patrick Mahomes. Because just like Brady did for almost two decades, he's a guy that always finds a way to win. He always knows exactly what he needs at the end of the game to be able to score. And it seems like he's doing it as the clock expires. And that's a credit to him as a player. That's a credit to Andy Reid for the way he prepares his team. And a credit to Patrick Mahomes, not only for the performance on the field, but the way he shows leadership in the huddle. Because you saw the smart football at the end of that game where they had an opportunity. I think it was uh, McKinnon was running and could have scored and would have given Jalen Hurts, who had an unbelievable Super Bowl, another opportunity with the football to go and potentially win that game. And he... Uh, McKinnon slid down, McKinnon slid down right towards the goal line and basically ended the game for the Chiefs. So I think all around, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, it's the two of those guys combined are two of the greatest that we've ever seen do it.
2: Joe Thomas, Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee, join us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Joe, you played all those years in Cleveland, but you never had an Aaron Rodgers underneath the center at the quarterback spot. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, though, Where do you think the landing spot could be and should be for Aaron Rodgers in 2023?
4: Well, I think he's going to end up back in green Bay when it's all said and done. I know the conversation in the off season is always about where these guys are going to end up, but For the most part, usually they just kind of end up staying back home. I I think there's a case potentially to be made that he might end up in San Francisco. Um, But I'm not sure that that really makes sense. I haven't broken down the salary cap implications and if he would be willing to negotiate or move some money around. Um, And it's not really clear that he's trying to go somewhere to win a Super Bowl. Like He's obviously had a lot of success in Green Bay and there's no reason that they can't win a Super Bowl next year. But it doesn't seem like he's reached that point in his career where he's just only looking for one thing, and that's chasing another Super Bowl.
5: Joe, can I ask you just right, my observation, sheer speculation. We like doing sheer spec or reckless speculation. Yeah, let's do it. Time,
4: right? uh, throw it against the wall, see what happens.
5: Other, other than football, what sport does Aaron Rodgers like playing the most? He loves playing golf, right?
4: You, uh, I was gonna uh, say pickleball, maybe. Pickleball, I don't right. know. maybe he has a pickleball team. I don't <laughs> know, new
5: pickleball league out there. <laughs> Who, Who knows?
4: knows? Right? Everybody's into pickleball these yeah. days.
5: Pickleball, golf, right? So I, I see that. All right, part of lifestyle. He's also like disappearing, like Bane, right? Being molded by the darkness for the next four days. Going to, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, this dude like likes nature. Probably likes the desert. For me, like I just look at Vegas and I'm like, man, that allows this guy mm-hmm. to just detach himself away from society. L.A. could be there. The desert can be there. He could play golf. Lifestyle. It seems to me like that. Doesn't it feel like the Raiders is where Aaron Rodgers is going here if he can get it done?
4: I can see you making that argument. But the only thing I'll push back on is okay, this guy's super rich, so he probably has his own private jet. So he can go fly away and golf whenever he really wants. And during the season, like being close to golf is really not that big of a deal because it's not like you have free time to go and hit the links all that much anyway. So I I don't know. It'll be definitely interesting to watch because one thing I know about Aaron Rodgers is he likes to surprise people more than anything. So whatever tea leaves we're trying to read and the connections that we're trying to make, probably in the end is going to be wrong because he's going to make a decision to try to prove all those people out there who thought they knew what he was doing absolutely wrong.
1: And, and yet, Joe, when I hear, for other reasons, I look at the Raiders and I see Josh McDaniels, who's not had success as a head coach but has as an OC, right, and he has Devontae Adams, his guy, and Devontae Adams is publicly tweeting about, hey, Rodgers is going to come here, right, and, and Rodgers is even bringing up that's where the fans want him to go and all this. It seems like that's an easy fit. Whether or not he actually winds up going there, that's an easy place he can slide right into and, and, and then that also that division becomes insane at quarterback, right? But where else do you <laughs> see that he fits, like, like where it makes sense for him to go?
4: Well, like I said, I think maybe the 49ers, just because they're already so loaded. And uh, the way Kyle Shanahan was able to take this team to the brink of the Super Bowl with a third-string quarterback, a guy that had no playing experience until halfway through the season – It says that maybe what Rodgers is thinking is, hey, this is an opportunity to go back to close to where I went to college, which was Cal Berkeley. Um, Hey, if he likes golf, probably likes wine. It's pretty close right there if he's going to get a night off. And I think potentially he's thinking, how does my legacy stack up against the guys like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? And we've always said that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback probably of all time until Patrick Mahomes has taken the scene. But he doesn't have the Super Bowls. And forever, I think that's going to be held against him when you do stack up who were the greatest quarterbacks of all time and certainly of this generation. And so maybe in the back of his mind, he's starting to think, hey, i got to go somewhere where I feel like I can definitely have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. And I don't know if Vegas is the place. I mean, they were terrible. And let's be honest, Derek Carr... Well, he didn't have a great season, there's other things that are clearly wrong there because this is a team that went to the Super Bowl a, a couple years ago and all of a sudden they just had the wheels fall off when supposedly they were supposed to get stability from the Josh McDaniels regime.
1: Hey, Key, I agree with every word Joe Thomas just said about why San Francisco makes sense. But when I brought that up to people who know, they're like, it just can't work with the money and the cap. And the picks. But maybe, but maybe it can. Maybe, Maybe Green Bay values Trey Lance or something. I don't know. Anyway.
4: You got to put somebody at quarterback. Like... I realize that when you're trying to connect the dots, it's all like, okay, salary cap and and draft capital. But in the end, like the player can just hold out. And I think Aaron Rodgers could have some say in where he wants to go by just withholding his services. And then once he would get traded, potentially he could renegotiate his contract or maybe get an extension to stretch out that money a little bit. And the Packers are saying, hey, we like what we saw from Jordan Love the second half of this season when he had an opportunity to play a little bit. But he is not a sure thing whatsoever at quarterback. And maybe they're thinking, hey, we'd rather have two guys that can compete and battle it out for an opportunity to be the starting quarterback for the Packers moving forward in a Matt LaFleur system, which values potentially a quarterback that can get out and that can run because he's running a pretty similar system to Kyle Shanahan. We know how much Kyle Shanahan valued Trey Lance when he was coming out of the draft to be able to give up all that draft capital to move up for a guy that has uh, very, very little high level of football
0: experience.
1: He has the NFL record for most consecutive snaps played. Joe Thomas, ten-time Pro Bowl,
2: eight-time All-Pro, six-time All-Pro, <laughs> too slow to be
1: a All-Pro and now Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee. Congratulations, Joe, and uh, best of luck with. And I'm sure you're looking forward to the actual enshrinement. Congratulations, congrats, Joe.
2: Congrats.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on your show. Joe Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. Can you imagine being Joe Thomas and then seeing a guy or Keyshawn Johnson and having the career you have behind, you know, protecting certain quarterbacks or catching passes for certain quarterbacks and then in the AFC and then you see this talent in the AFC at quarterback. It's Unbelievable how many good quarterbacks there are in the AFC at this moment. Todd McShay released his latest mock draft. And he joins us to explain why this team should move up to select a quarterback. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio.
6: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelphelp.com/unsportsmanlike.
7: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the
1: podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Key, is Yo. there a quarterback in this draft class who you think is going to be a very good NFL quarterback?
2: I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know. Malik Hooker tore his ACL. Thought he would have been something interesting to look at. I don't know about CJ Stroud. I'm not as big what, on the Kentucky Kid Levens as everybody else is. What makes I see you a question CJ Stroud, man? Huh? I, I think CJ
5: Stroud has the highest. He's height, the one he I the look size. at. Yeah. I mean I, I, I think I think he's a hit, but
2: what what makes you have questions on CJ? Um I think he's. I think he's smaller than what people think. Um, his he shows something in the final last game. He shows something. I think his. I don't know about his arm strength. I don't know how strong his arm is, and I think he's slight. He's not as he's not as mobile as most people might think. But I but I don't see him as a one of those future can't miss prospects, but I could be wrong. I mean, I, you know,
1: Todd McShay, ESPN NFL draft analyst with us now. Todd, how are you doing this morning? Good. How, how are we doing? Good, you, man. You, you you believe that the Colts will move up for Bryce Young. Why? I think that they're going to try to.
3: It'll be interesting. I mean, Chicago obviously is sitting there <clears> – <throat> And I think that they believe that they have their quarterback. And Indianapolis is sitting at four. Houston's sitting at at two. You've got Las Vegas, another team that could trade up. So if you believe in Justin Fields, this is an opportunity to trade back, get a a bunch of draft capital, maybe get – I have them getting Jalen Carter if they move back to four. And all of a sudden you're building now around your – your team and so it's, it, it would be a great opportunity if that's what they want to do and, and Indy has been I mean they've tried the veteran route over and over again and Chris Ballard their GM has done a really good job of, of building that organization and, and building the roster but they just have not had a quarterback so to Todd, me it, the urgency is there. Todd
5: I heard Jim Ersay talk about you know Quarterback from Alabama, who knows? Like, And I, I kind of get that sentiment. If they were to move up, they would take Bryce Young with the first pick. Yep. But with that being said, and just because you get picked first doesn't mean that you're actually the best quarterback prospect. Who do you think is the best quarterback prospect
3: in this draft? I think it's Bryce Young. Now, you're, you're drafting a 5'10 and a half. Because I, I talked to a scout this summer who who measured him, and he's, he's like 5'10 and three quarters okay? Mm-hmm. And and I sat with him before the Mississippi State game, and he said he's been working with the nutritionists and everyone in Alabama, and he's he's gotten up to about 193 pounds at that time in October. My guess is he'll be around 200 pounds when, when we get to the combine, but that's it's not an ideal size. But other than that, to me, he's a smaller version of, of Patrick Mahomes. He just the poise in the pocket, the, just his ability to feel where the where the pressure is coming from, his field vision, his he doesn't have a great arm, but he's able to throw it with great trajectory. And, and the touch and the timing he has, he's special. I, I, I truly believe he is special. It's just the size is, is the biggest concern ever. I mean, I see it. I'm concerned about it. I've sat in the room with him. I've talked to him. And everyone in the in the league that I talked to is that's that's what they're worried about. But other than that, his tape is unique.
2: Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, Todd, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I too have talked to a number of decision makers about the quarterback class, and everybody says clearly. I mean, we see it. You and I, we we know what we're looking at as far as the player goes. But yeah. here yeah. recently, with the smaller quarterback there's been a, just a rash of injuries and, and durability issues and things of that nature, and he's had some durability issues at times at Alabama, that that is certainly a major concern. If he's not the first quarterback off the board, then who is? It's either C.J. Stroud or Will Levis.
3: And listen, C.J. Stroud has a lot of great qualities. He's intelligent. He sees the field. He, he But he to me he's he showed in that final game in the bowl game that he can utilize his mobility more and that has been the frustrating part is that yeah. he wants to stay in the pocket and I, he's not a great athlete but he's he's a, a plus athlete for the quarterback position and so if you're going off of that tape you love what you saw against Georgia you know but but there it's been kind of up and down over the course of the last year with, with C.J. Stroud, and, and there's some frustration. And then Will Levis, you've, you've got a quarterback who had no protection, didn't have a, a, a lot of young wide receivers, a running back that was, that was suspended for the first four games, and he was battling. But he kept getting injured and injured and injured. He he might, outside of Anthony Richardson from Florida, who's a whole different you know topic, he, he, he has the strongest arm of the top three quarterbacks. He's mobile, he's tough, his character, I mean, all the the things that you look for intangible-wise, he has. The leadership. But the production wasn't there, and the interceptions were there, and the, the mistakes late in games are frustrating to see. And the fact that when pressure comes on him, it's very different when you watch Bryce Young's tape versus Will Levis' tape. So, I like Will Levis, and I think there's potential there. It was interesting. I talked to two general managers in a five-day span in October, and one said, I'm really worried that he's going to be Carson Wentz because he plays the quarterback position like a linebacker. I talked to another one who said, I think he could be Josh Allen. Good in college, but going to be better in the NFL.
1: So this is not considered by most Todd a very good quarterback draft in in spite of what you said about Bryce Young being kind of a mini Patrick Mahomes because of the uh, questions about his size and there's no other guy who jumps out at you as, oh, my God, that's really special. What's the deepest position in the draft?
3: Oof. I would say maybe running back. Running back and tight end. I mean, run. Running back, no one wants to draft one in the first round, but you've got B. John Robinson from, from Texas, who belongs in the top ten. Might, he's probably going to fall because, just because of the position he plays. And, and then Jameer Gibbs from, uh, from Alabama. Those two guys are, are special. And there, there's like ten other guys that are really talented. And so I, I would say running back and tight end are, are probably the two strongest positions in this class.
1: Todd McShay's 2023 NFL Mock Draft 2.0. You should check it out. Thank you, Todd, as always. Yeah, you got it, guys. Have a good day. All right, Hi, Todd. Sean J. Willimax, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-729-3776. 888-729-3776. That's SayESPN. You can join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And, guys, our Pro Football Hall of Fame parade continues DeMarcus Marcus Ware joins us next Keyshawn J. Williams, ESPN radio we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there
0: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn J. Will and Max podcast.
1: Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee. Super Bowl 50 champion nine-time pro bowler but more importantly seven-time all-pro DeMarcus Ware. Morning DeMarcus. What is up fellas? What's going on? Good, Good up, man. I'm
2: I'm glad you called in because they was over there had betting wagers on whether or not you was gonna call in at the right time. I had to tell them. I said, not a <laughs> chance. My guy's gonna call when he's supposed to call. I put a grand on you, D-Wire. Uh,
8: listen, exactly. You, when you tell, hey, when you give me that opportunity to get on here and talk some stuff, man, I'm on.
1: Oh, you know that already. <laughs> so, so like you know, here, here's the obligatory question, but you know, it, people always want to know what it feel like when you got the news you're going in the Hall of Fame.
8: Dude, um I mean I can't even really describe the feeling. I know that when I knocked on Jerry's door and I walked through his office and I saw him with the jacket on, it still didn't hit me that he was welcoming me into the you know the class of two thousand twenty three. And uh I was just like my soul, my thoughts, everything were gone at that time and I couldn't uh I mean I couldn't I didn't have any feeling at the time.
2: Mm. You must be extreme. I remember when he was a little skinny kid coming from Alabama, man. <laughs> you
1: know, to, to How have do you play on your 7 on okay, team, Key was he ever on your seven-on-seventeen? No, no. He was just
2: he was just one of my one of my young teammates that uh, along yep. with Spears and, and company on the defensive side of the ball. But I I knew something. I, I knew though. I just knew. I I knew when I watched him come off the edge in practice. I'm like, oh yeah. Bill got him one right there Bill found him and got him one and there was an argument and I don't remember what the argument was I think it was Sean Merriman maybe or something like that or DeMarcus Ware yeah. uh, who they should take uh, uh, at that pick um, and they got it right I mean they, they, they certainly got it right as far as that go congratulations to you man well deserved no questions about it I know everybody in your family is proud of you I know I am I'm not proud of the Dallas Cowboys, though. What the hell happened to them this year?
8: Man, I'm still mad, and I feel the same way that you feel, man. It's one of those things where, you know, when we played together, we had the teams. Every year we had the team to win the Super Bowl. I mean, especially with you playing on there. But it came down to the point in the big games we turned the football over. I mean, how many times did we see us get to that game and, all, and, you know, interceptions are thrown, you know, turnovers happen. It doesn't matter how good your team is when you have turnovers in those big games.
5: Marcus, uh, talk to me a little bit about the quarterback, man, um, because it seems like last year a lot of people were wondering whether Mike McCarthy was the guy, and everybody was sure that Dak was the guy. Now this year it swayed to, well, it, it seems like Mike McCarthy's the guy but we're not sure Dak's the guy. Where do you see Dak Prescott fitting into the overall success of the Cowboys next year?
8: From my perspective, I think Dak is the guy. I thought Romo was the guy. I think everybody that they put back there is the guy, right? But the mentality starts at the top of turning the football over, you know, playing an aggressive defense, doing what they need to do. And, you know, every year it just, we fall short. Like we fall short. We get there. How many times do you see us get there in the you know close to the playoffs? I mean them getting a little bit further in the playoffs this year, and then that team comes up or that mentality comes up of us turning the football over, interceptions at the beginning of the game or at the tail end of the game to get us to a point where we're so behind or those big plays happen, the time clock runs out, and then what?
2: DeMarcus, what 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 does Michael Parsons need to do what does he need to do to take his game to the next level outside of tweeting?
0: <laughs>
8: uh, sharpen that toolbox uh, this offseason and, and learn how to play on the left side. That's one thing I had to figure out when I was, um, you know, playing on the right side majority of the time. If they know where you are, um, I mean, they're going to key on you. They're going to put a tight end over there or running back over there. But if you go to the left side, they don't do that, which is crazy. Right? So I was able to play different, different positions. I was able to be, I would say, a little bit more of a team player. Um, when it came to Marcus Spears, this or here's your sack. Jason Hatcher, this is your sack. Anthony Spencer, this is your sack. And this is how we're going to get it done because of the philosophy that we had. It wasn't really about me. If I'm going to take three, you guys need to eat. And that's how you know Michael Parsons has to sort of think about things.
5: Super Bowl 50 champion, Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee DeMarcus Ware joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Willemax. And DeMarcus, I do want to ask Sean Payton becoming the head coach of the Denver Broncos. What do you think about the, the move, and do you think he is the answer to fixing some of Russell Wilson's issues?
8: I mean, as a man, you can only fix your own issues. Mm. Um, mm. But as a coach, you can fix the mentality of the team and how they play, and I think Sean Payton coming in and fixing the mentality, the the mentality of how they play, the tenacity on how they play. Because when you go up to Mile High Man, it is a totally different beast. And if you can play fast like we did during that Super Bowl 50 year, teams come up there is an advantage, and you crush them. So with him coming up there with a the high powered offense mentality, and also defensive minded, because they had a pretty good defense last year, I think that the culture around it is going to change.
1: DeMarcus Ware, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, a pro football Hall of Fame inductee. DeMarcus, every year at this network, a bunch of people will pick the Cowboys either to get to or win the Super Bowl, right? And it never happens. But now even I'm thinking, the the conference is weak compared to the other conference at the moment. At least it appears that way to me. Um, Dallas is a good team. And you're not going to be snake-bit Every year for like thirty years. Eventually, it's going to be your time, right? I feel like, in fact, this is the best shot at this moment. Let's see how it goes in the draft and all this. But this is the best shot the Cowboys have to getting to getting there in a long time.
8: Yeah, think? this year is going to give them a, a really good shot. Um, I mean, they, I mean, they, they have a strong conference now, but. Um, this year with the changes and everything that, you know, they're bringing in, you know, new coaches, so on and so forth. Sometimes when you shake up that, uh, that that mentality or you shake up the characters around the team, it sort of sparks the team a little bit because now leaders are developed. And that's what I want to see. I want to see guys finally picking the helm of who is wearing the seal on their chest, owning the team, owning what's going on on that team, and now getting deeper in the playoffs and having a mentality of, you know what, closing games out without turning the ball over. d just I be careful now
5: because this is how Max sets, sets you guys up, right? Like every year he's like, it feels like just – What'd this I is do? the year for the Cowboys. <laughs> then he catches you with these sound bites, and then we run it back eight months from now. Like, remember when we told you, Demarcus? That's how it- he slick now. D, be careful.
8: I, 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 I tell you what: if, if this or here is one of those ones that he tried to cut me with a sound bite, whether he hit me up later on? Later on in the season, and I'll give him another one Ooh. because oh, are yeah. doing bad. If we're, if we're doing bad, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, you know listen, what I'm saying? I don't yeah. like sugarcoat nothing. Demarcus so, where I can
1: tell you from experience, Jay. He won a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. No, with the Cowboys. No, of course. Not. Hey, Super oh. Bowl, I said, you know, no one wins a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. <laughs> hey, hey, boy, uh, y'all crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> D. Ware, what do you think about Russell Wilson in Denver and in the way things played out last year when he came over from Seattle? You winning the Super Bowl in Denver, being around an organization, understanding the fan base. How much of a change does he need to make to win those people back over?
8: Those are the most loyal fans I've ever seen. Win, lose, or draw. I mean, they're there in negative 12 degrees with their shirts off with the sea of orange, man. It it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to do anything but to go out there and play like Russell Wilson has played in the past. I don't know what happened last season, but if he can get back to that guy, they'll forget about last year. They'll forget about that. And they'll turn turn over the keys back to him and let him have whatever he wants.
1: And then the real test will come now that Sean Payton's there. If something happens in the royal family, will he get to fly off to England right away? Or will Sean Payton say, no, you have to concentrate on the Denver Broncos? That will be the test. Demarcus (laughs) Ware. Got funny dudes out here, D Ware, you know? Inductee. Thank you. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations on the Hall of Fame. It was unsurprising to the rest of us. And, uh, and uh, a pox on the Cowboys' house. But, but congratulations to you, DeMarcus Weir. <laughs>
8: All right. Thanks, fellas, for inviting me home. All right, dude. All right, bud. Eight. All right, why well, You take care.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also
7: what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN radio, or presented by Progressive Insurance. Pelicans at Lakers tonight. Still no Zion for New Orleans. No word on LeBron's availability. Is it really Pelicans versus Lakers? And, and, and here's the real question. Don't disrespect Brandon Ingram like that. No, Brandon Ingram's very good. You know what's funny? Don't do that. He had he had kind of – I thought of him early in his career. He was an empty stats, empty calorie stats guy. He put up numbers, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know if he's a winning player. And Ben Simmons was setting the world on fire. And I used to think, man, big gap between number one and number two. <laughs> yeah, there was a gap all right, but not the way I thought. Brandon Ingram is a star. And uh, listen, but, but when you look at New Orleans – you have to ask the question. Zion's been excellent when he's been available. He's missed most of his career so far with injury. Should they have drafted Ja instead of Zion? No, Jay?
5: I still would have taken Zion.
1: I Look, John Morant is a superstar
5: in this league. You may mention a Brandon Ingram as a star. John Morant is a superstar. Yeah. Zion Williamson is a superstar. There were questions around his health. I understand that. But watching this kid in college, it was freaky on a different level. It was different. I get smaller market teams like New Orleans, like Memphis. You have to sign these guys to bigger deals, even if there are questions, not as many questions about Ja. Ja hasn't had an injury to the level that Zion has had yet in his career. hope that doesn't happen. But I still think if you're New Orleans, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, we should have taken a job. But I, I still would have taken Zion for knowing – it's not his season. His career is not over yet. He's played 40% of his games. That's concerning moving forward. I am extremely concerned. He's still on a five-year $193 million extension. I still roll the dice with that with Zion because the efficiency and how he plays, I think he's a game changer for any organization if he can be healthy.
1: If you can be healthy. I, I, I'm with you. And by the way, Joel of- Embiid shows, Key, that like you can start to get a feeling of a guy early in his career. Man, this guy is just, come on, let's be realistic. He's never going to be healthy. Remember Embiid? At first it was the back. And then it turns out, no, quiet is kept. It's the, or at first it was the knee. And then quiet is said no, it's the back. And now he can't really practice to get into the best shape he can. And that's why he plays well at home but not on the road because he has to kind of self-load manage and all these kind of things. That's all gone now. He's been, for the most part, healthy over the last several seasons and has turned into not only one of the best players in the league, but maybe the most complete center who ever lived, right? So, Aki, I'm hesitant to write Zion off because so far there have been a lot of bumps in the road with his health because we have Embiid as a model. However, at this point it does start to look bad in terms of his of his reliability to be there.
2: Yeah, it, it, it happens in, in sports with guys early in their careers. If there's bumps and bruises and nags or tweaks or whatever the case is, you get concerned. And he hasn't been available as much as you would like, but he's such a talent, I guess, in the NBA circles that you had to do it. Um, because if you don't, you there's always the what-if factor, right? What if? He turns out to be something different. You think about D.K. Metcalf in football, for instance, who had a neck injury at the combine. He had a medical issue. His chart was loaded with medical issues, and everybody passed on him. And when you go back in that draft, you say, wait a minute, hold on. How did they pass on him? How did they miss on him? How did they – It because now you look at the what if. What if we would have drafted him and we'd have the same issues? But instead, Seattle got a bargaining value
1: – because they took him the to second round, ah, but that's the difference, right? Embiid went third overall; would have been easily the number one overall pick, but for the knee. Zion, in spite of the health concerns, because we'd never seen anyone built like that before, he's a physical phenomenon in a way—the way LeBron, Shaq, yes. Wilt are—they're yes. physically different you, than everyone else. So he went didn't. wait, he, he went first overall, yeah. and I think that's part of the whole issue, right? But what if
2: you didn't though? What if you didn't take him number one? Overall and you let him go he blew to up somewhere else. Fifth and he yeah, blew could, up to to where you And then you're you sitting there going. Take him. If, if, who who him? him was it uh Sam? Who was who, who drafted Zion the yeah, general yeah, Who's the general manager? the
5: oh, he's still the general manager. You talk about was it uh, Fort Sam New No. of yeah. um, who was it? He's at the Langdon now is a general now He's the general manager. the
2: time they the him. Who was the city He's
5: now the president i the president. i blank on his the on his name. Well, um, whoever yeah, it was. of that's right.
2: And so when you when you think about Griff, you sitting there going, Okay, if we pass on this and we don't draft him, even though he's had his body and some injuries, and then you make a decision not to, or you make a decision not to pay him, and you look back at that. But that's
1: you right. Go, you that's gotta pay him that five year, one hundred ninety million dollar extension. But so so one of the you covered one of the aspects of it, which is Zion's upside, you can't pass on him. But also, you're not getting a deal on him. In spite of health concerns, he went one overall, and that's where a lot of this stuff comes from, right? If he would have been taken late in the first But, Jay, you brought up the other part, which is Ja is a jaw-dropping talent. He is, in my estimation, along with Mahomes, the guy I like watching most in sports, right? He just looks different. And... While also at six foot three, not quite the size that the champions have been for the most part. But damn, if there's going to be
5: vertical in plays above the rim, that that's the same thing.
1: It's it's unreal, and also oh, so as a, a willing tall passer. In
5: the UJ? John, no, John's around the same height. We're around the same. No, height. How how, he how say tall six he three? Say he was? You well, said it, he was six three. No, Max said he was six three. That's what I'm saying. Max yeah. said he was six yeah. three. I was that's six three in the program. <laughs> y'all looking at program height? Y'all ain't standing next to him. <laughs> No, so
2: I'm, not looking really at program, I'm not looking at program
1: height. No. So I'm like the same height as John Morant. No, but you said you were the same height well, as we're John. We're no, close to the same height. We're so almost you said, basically you said the same height, height. Yeah, we're kind of more or less right. Key, when you look at us, it's more or less the same. I tower over Max. No, I think uh,
2: you uh, want to Jay's a little bit side? bigger than you,
1: Max. Yeah, a little bit. That's what I'm saying. A little bit. I get it.
5: And way more athletic. <laughs> Extremely more. That for sure. But a little bit taller. So now the conversation around New Orleans is Antonio Daniels, who I, I do his show a ton. Uh, Give and go with him and uh, Rick um, Kamala on SiriusXM. We talk about the fact that now it's a question of we're always hurt. Zion's always hurt. So, like, what, that five-year, $193 million extension, what do you do if you're New Orleans? Like, do you look to trade somebody like that away? Or do you just sit and wait in the hope of a big three? With that, him and C.J. McCollum and, and Brandon
1: Ingram. Real quick, because I want to get to – Key has to tell us about no, the No, we Tommy get carried
2: to you, carry but, it over to tomorrow. Just carried over to tomorrow.
1: If you had to go back with the knowledge you have now well, that, and the extension, would you give him the extension? You have to. That's what I'm saying, Jay. You have to. Yeah, you have to. You have He's no such choice. a talent. You
5: have to. You're not attracting free agents like that. you got to cross your
1: fingers and hope
5: for the best. That's the yeah, you got to cross your
2: fingers and hope for the best. You yes. cannot not pay him. No, no you, gotta you got to pay him. Zion,
5: Zion Williamson is the attraction for free agents. It's not New Orleans is the attraction. Yeah, but I can't. Zion but I Williamson can't, is the attraction.
2: But now I ain't going there because I don't know if you're available.
4: What,
5: what, That's I going,
2: you, now you gotta, I don't know if, if I come there and you're not on the floor and I'm coming there because of you. And I'm out there by myself as a long ranger. How you going? How uh, that's but going there's be? other stuff I, too there. But I still like my odds. Like, th- still having Zion
5: still gives me better odds than not having Zion. And it's not just being an empty, you know. Cover.
1: And it's not just Zion, Jay. Z- they already have enough in place where you're like, man, if Zion's healthy, that might put him over the top. So if you're a star and you're like, they're already there. If I go there too, it's a wrap, right? It's like different. he's he's played just enough recently to give everybody hope. I think. Played sixty games the other year. I mean, it was pretty special. Woo. Yeah,
5: and that's why he
2: got. That's why they, they saw that talent, man. They like, we gotta give him that one ninety, man. We gotta yeah, give it to him, it. even if he never plays another another, another hoop game. Oh,
1: that yeah. makes me so sick. Though. The, the it other makes thing me is so sick for him. The other thing is just him watching and, him
5: walk makes it my knees hurt. Sometimes. Him and
1: Jaw's teams are both like it, it, they're both there. They're both at a point where, man, if 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 it's if they if Zon, if. Zion stays healthy. When Zion healthy.
5: got hurt, they were number three in the West. Yeah. They were above where Memphis was. So the
1: Zion Joffing also is hot because both teams are poised, right? They're both ascending. It's going to be interesting in the West, man. And one of the reasons the West is wide open is because Memphis hasn't quite figured it out. And, and, you're, and not, you're
5: not even talking about DeMonte Sabonis
1: and De'Aaron Fox. And I'm Zion's not talking about hurt. the Kings at all. No, I'm right? not Zion about to the Lakers. I'm talking not talking about the Kings. Kings. I, I, I think of them differently. The Zion to the, the Lakers. He's always trying to
2: recruit everybody to the Lakers. He'll get healthy because of the sun out here. It's
1: Tishawn, Jay, Will, and AD. Max. We are back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Greeny coming up right now. Perf. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN
0: Radio.